Well, welcome to the War on Weight, sisters. Okay, so that episode I told you about, well, there's several of them that are out there that are kind of raw, and I told you I'd bring you one of them. I just went back and listened to it to try to decide, does the world need to hear it? Does the world not? I've decided the world does. And as you can hear, one of my favorite songs that is the best feel-good song that I listen to whenever I just need to move my body a little bit and relax. So that's what I'm recording this intro with. So when you hear the next part of the podcast today, you're going to hear the spot where it sounds like the new, the nor- normal fancy intro comes in. It's not going to happen. It's just kind of kind of skip over it because I'm not going to go back and, and do that. So I just wanted you to know that this was an episode I recorded months ago. And it is so timely. Like, I love how God put things in place. So last week I talked about and read you my chapter in Becoming a Health and Wellness, an Unstoppable Woman in Health and Wellness. And thank you for those ladies that reached out to me and wanted a copy of the book. I'm getting those in the mail this week. I did not make it to the post office um, this week. Um, but I know that those of you that did order are diehard listeners because you reach out to me often. But I'm covered in poison ver- oak or the Virginia creeper again. So anyway, you know, I'm I've, on my little sabbatical on the mountaintop in Tennessee where it is covered with this stuff and it's all over me again. And so anyway, I didn't make it to the post office. I got my work done, but barely. So anyway, that was a complete rabbit hole sidetrack squirrel moment. So today's episode kind of ties back into the Unleash Her book and into the health and wellness book. Um, and how I really dug deep to find out the reasons why some more of my triggers. You know, I've had a lot of triggers throughout my adult life of different things that I didn't realize. You know, but through through the book with, that I read with Rachel Gilbert's book. Um, and you can go back and listen to her episode as well and read that book. And then some other things that have gone on in my life that, that have led to this sabbatical. Um, I've been faced to dig deeper again and again and again and again, and it has gotten so ugly, but today I sit here dancing away, telling you there's hope sister. So one of the things I mentioned last week was breath work. Um, I've been doing some classes with Alicia Fucci and with Megan, uh, Windhorst, but I really dug in with John Paul Crimmy and been doing epi- doing sessions with him, his online sessions that I'll put the link in the show notes. But I've also, y'all know me, I got my certification. I'm so excited. And I cannot wait to really dig in with you and offer you these classes because one of his taglines is it's 20 years of therapy in one session without saying a word and let me just tell you I wish that I had been able to process 20 years of crap in a session without a word because Lord knows with all the issues that I've had and the baggage that I've drug along into my relationships and in my own brain and into my world it'd been really nice if I'd processed those a long time ago so More to come on that. Not quite got a plan for it. I'm just figuring it all out. I just know that um, I am now certified to teach it. And I think that I'm planning on in June doing some promo classes. 
um, that you can join me um, just to see what it's all about. So I'm super excited. So I want you to sit back. Try to put your non-judgmental ears on when you listen to this episode and try to hear my heart because it's definitely not one of of looking to blame does that it makes any sense it's just a matter of fact and mama's out there when you listen I hope that if you've had things that happened to your children as they've grown up or if we all had them we all had these inappropriate interactions mamas don't judge yourself you did the very best that you could you had no idea I know my mom didn't. She had no idea. My mom is a my mom is a mama bear. She'd have clawed somebody's eyeballs out had I told her any of the things that had gone on. And in this episode, I talk about a few of them. So anyway, enjoy the episode. The offer is still open if you want that free um, Becoming um, Unstoppable Woman in Health and Wellness. I think I have three books left that I can send out for free. And then I have four, maybe even five Unleashers that I'm happy to mail out to you. You just have to send me an email over at coachkeitha.com or keithalandauer at gmail.com. And I'll get you your free book out into the mail. Hope you enjoy the episode. So today on War on Weight, we're going to dig a little deeper. You know, my chapter in the book that I, first book that I wrote or co-authored in, Unleash Her, my chapter was called Dig Deep. You know, many times since the book came out in August, um, in the interviews that I talk about, I talk about how I took a list and I just started making a long list of all the things I felt like that had led up to my binge eating, my emotional eating, disordered eating, or basically just using food as a coping mechanism. I really looked at all those things just to kind of see like, where did it start and why did it start? You know, and I didn't share only but just a couple things in the book about it um, for many different reasons. But during my Revelation Wellness Instructor Training, during the retreat, my favorite session was with Rachel, Rachel Gilbert. And by the way, if you hear something playing in the background, it's because... This is not going to be an easy episode for me. And so I do have um, some music playing in the background. And don't worry, I will email Corey Asbury and tell him that he's in the background. And hopefully he'll be okay with it, with me giving him some shout outs and some props. Or he'll never even read the email from who is this girl. But back to what I was saying. My favorite session was with Rachel Gilbert. She introduced us to an activity called the body timeline, and then she also introduced us to these butterfly, um, I think she calls them butterfly kisses, but anyway, I realized I had already done this activity because it was basically the same thing I had done, but just this was in a, a different way, and spoiler alert, she's my guest on next week's episode. Make sure you've subscribed on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, But so anyway, she introduced the body timeline and it was so similar to the download I had done of all my triggering moments and with a focus on why we may have issues with our body image. And so when I did it, I did it based on how did it contribute to my binge eating? Still, your coach is still learning every day. 
So I'm going to get a little vulnerable here, but I think I'm amongst friends, right? You know, recently I've had some significant triggers and I had not connected all the dots, but I think the more dots I have, the more I can connect and I've just had to dig a little deeper. I kind of got on this soapbox in my last episode. So here we go. Are you ready? Hold on. Do you beat yourself up because you don't look the way that the women look on TV or in magazines or on social media? Do you try to compare yourself to all to yourself to all the filters that we use? Literally, I watched a Facebook live last week of somebody who I really love, and she said out loud, I can't stay focused because I've not seen my own face without a filter in so long. Is that what we've come to? That goes back to me not knowing my eye color. So, do you look at the women on, how women are portrayed on TV and the internet and just get angry? Do you get so mad when you see women flaunting themselves, being incredibly sexual around men, knowing that it's causing men to struggle in their own marriages, or you know that it's portraying us as women as sexual objects, but then on the same time you feel like you have to compete with it? You know, it's just so frustrating. And y'all know I'm just a girl trying to figure it all out. I just keep sharing my story. So this is by no means truth, gospel, or medically backed. It's just, this is my story. And so I have some really, some areas in my life that I'm really highly sensitive to. Really sensitive. Um, One is um, drugs. Because of my childhood and because of my history, um, Throughout my adult life, drugs is a really high sensitive trigger area for me. And it does it for many reasons. The other is, you know, sexual exploitation. Um, it, it really, sex trafficking, porn, you know, indiscretions, all of those things are such triggers for me. And so I look back and there are some significant tri- triggers or I think the, the buzzword that I hear a lot of right now is the little T's, you know, around from, or from my childhood. And it's just like I shared in the book, I was always seeking attention and safety in some way. And I, and I, you know, and, and still trying to get to that, you know, I don't want to go back to that, to that story that I shared in, in Unleash Her. If you want to get the whole story, you can go to coachkeitha.com, join my email list, and I send you the free ebook. Or you can buy it on Amazon for $24.95. Um, go visit my author page and it does have both of the books on there. Okay, so there's the shameless plug for the book. But, you know, it's an easy read and you can read it for free. So one of the traumatic memories that I have from my childhood that I think contributes to the start of some of the things that happened was there was a, a man that was um, in my life, and I was, you know, probably, I don't know, six, seven years old, who knows, I know I was just little, um, who literally would sit around, and I saw him on multiple times, Um, he would smoke pot, and then draw pictures of people having sex, and they'd show them to me, and yes, I think I did mark this episode explicit for this reason because I don't want you to have your children listening to me ramble on about weirdos. So, no one around me knew this was going on. But sisters, there are some sick people out there. 
You know, I probably could even write a whole chapter on this time period of my life. You know, during that time, that time on my body timeline, um, you know, Rachel mentioned in a call recently that if you have a memory that takes you back to the very moment that you have it, like you can, you know, you can feel it, see it, hear it, then maybe you haven't processed it. That was a big light bulb moment for me because I had not recognized how this moment contributed to my overeating, but it, I mean, I realized that it had rec- it had contributed to my overeating. I do. I had already connected that dot, but where I didn't connect was why this moment was probably where my sensitivity, not to drugs and sexual exploitation really probably started. You know, I just, I think that's where it started. I do. Um, you know, if then when you add the other issues around drugs in my family and just the devastation that it caused, um, yeah, this is probably the moment. So, I told you this was not going to be an easy episode for me. And I may not even ever publish this one. I don't know. We'll have to see. So, let's fast forward to middle school. Oh, the dreaded middle school. Let's just say my body developed early. And I look back at those pictures and I look back. I was a beautiful girl. I was I mean, if I, like, I really was. I was a beautiful girl. And I got a lot of attention from boys. You know, and based on what I've told you already, you probably can imagine I didn't like that. It made me really uncomfortable. So here's one of the key situations that I feel like it started, it led me to start hiding. You know, because I felt like I didn't, getting attention was not, wasn't appropriate attention. It wasn't the attention that I needed or wanted. So it really should have been a time where I was celebrating. You know, this is a, this is a terrible middle school story. And I, I just a terrible middle school story. So the cheerleaders weren't allowed to be homecoming queen. And I was a cheerleader. Um, we were, so we got nominated to be football queen. Um, and football queen meant that all the football players are the only ones who got to vote. Whereas you were homecoming queen, it was the school that voted. I loved cheerleading. We had moved so many times and I just, you know, it was my way of finding friends and fitting in. And, you know, and I always found my place, you know, when we moved. So here's the thing. I got almost every single vote. So you're asking already, well, poor you, you got to be football queen, you know, how bad could that be? And how in the world does this trigger your body image issues? Well, here's what I have to say. Shame on the cheerleaders who were so mad at me because they told me repeatedly that I only got voted for because I had big boobs. 
it made the whole event a nightmare. I could not wait to get out of the middle of the football field where everyone was watching. All I could hear the entire time was all the awful things people had said to me that week in my head. And it was much worse than, oh, you got some big boobs. Shame on the football coach who pulled me to the side in his classroom and told me, of course all the boys voted for me because I was the prettiest of the girls and there was only a few other votes for other people. Oh, can you imagine how uncomfortable I felt as a young middle schooler with a football coach telling me I was pretty and all the boys voted for me? It was weird. Shame on the high school boy who showed up at my house and forced his way in the door and decided that the big boob girl must want to have sex with him after all, since all the football players loved me. What the heck? Uh, no. I'm going to give you the short version. If y'all want to know where my feistiness comes from, um, I kicked his you-know-what and I threw him out. And then he went to school and told everyone that we had had sex and that if you showed up at my house... With money, I'd do it for you too. This is something I've never said out loud. It got me the nickname Coke Machine. Seriously. All I was was a teenage girl with big boobs. Who did not want them, did not want the attention, did not want to be seen. By anybody. I can remember several times passing out because if someone knocked on the door or if I heard someone outside, I would get up in such a panic. I would pass out like boom, flat on the floor because I didn't know who it was going to be. Or what was going to be said or if it was going to be one of these crazy football players to show up because they've been told they can just show up. Sisters, I was the girl who was knocking on people's door asking if I could go to church with them. This was in a time when I got baptized on my own. I answered an altar call on my own to be baptized without the nudging of any adult. All this happened because I had boobs. And I was a pretty girl. And looking back, y'all, I mean, if you ever talk about, like, they were kind of nice, too. Like, I wish I could go back to being that, looking like that. But those years are long gone. So I spent the next year hiding from everyone. I had a few friends who tried not to believe what was being said, but the truth was they believed it and they talked about me. I didn't want to be seen by anybody. I wanted the chatter to stop. I spent a lot of time at home alone with food and I cheered my butt off. It's actually good part about this time is this is when my love for books started. Books were my friend. I read and read and read and read because I just didn't have anything else to do but but I never really talked about any of this to anybody I had never been so happy to move 
I don't think there's one place I've ever lived that I still don't have at least one or a dozen Facebook friends from there, except for this one. That period of my life, I wanted to take to my grave. It was so incredibly humiliating and devastating. It was a few years later, um, because where we moved, it wasn't too far away from there. And um, I ran into someone who I had gone to school with. And can you believe it? In a very short conversation, it came up and the person laughed. Literally, they're like, can you, you're like, an oh, the Coke machine was something like that. And the person laughed. And I could just feel my entire body wanting to just disappear. And then they laughed and said, we all knew it wasn't true, but it was funny. It was not funny, people. And if it had not been for many things, I may not have made it through that. So growing up during this time and the dreaded middle school years, I got the message was to hide your body or it attracts boys, men, or even girls that won't be good. So an older teenager and younger adult I was in this really vague place of wanting some attention from boys and wanting people to like me, wanting boys to think I was pretty or cute or attractive, but I was also still scared of what that result would be. As I became an adult, I just wanted to be loved. I wanted to be loved for me and I wanted to be loved for myself, not how I looked, you know, but then like, then the adult crap comes along. You start competing with, you know, other women and their sexy vibes and billboards and TV commercials and shows and magazines. Yeah, Playboy. You know, okay, yeah, maybe I just aged myself a little bit, you know. But the key is here, the key here is for then and now, I was never going to live up to that. It's fake. You know, the spiral kind of started for me when I got pregnant because, you know, you have to remember I was 23. All of this had happened before I was 23 years old. And then I gained 86 pounds. I could no longer hide my binging or how I processed emotions and hiding and like all those things. You know, I couldn't hide it anymore. So that's kind of when my, you know, my battle really began was, I guess I would say that the battle in the open began. My heart really breaks for, God, this is such so hard. My heart really breaks for my kids' generation where social media has distorted everything. We should know about what it looks like, you know, for what attractiveness should look like, what beauty should look like. Like, how did we get to a place where we don't even know what we look like without a filter? That full-blown sex is okay on 8 p.m. on regular TV for little kids to watch. That cartoons are filled with half-naked people and video games are sexual and have sexual jokes that little kids should never understand. I don't think we understand 
the significance of the issues that resolve or that come of this or the significance of our gosh what is the word I'm looking for not numbness but like how we just don't even realize it the bottom line is we're sexual beings not sexual objects as women does this affect the way that we see ourselves and the way that we respond to the world? A thousand times yes. Of course it does. We're human. We are sexual beings. Not to be your sexual object. So, goodness gracious, why do I tell you all this? Because I want you to know there may just be some reasons... Why you turn to food and deal with your emotions is you've buried them. There might just be reasons why you don't want to be seen or afraid to lose weight because you're going to get attention. What about gaining weight and then people seeing you and then losing weight and then people see you? There might be some reasons why you've buried yourself. I find it so interesting that when I was approached by She Rises to be in in a book, it was the one that just came out, the Becoming an Unstoppable Woman in Health and Wellness. And I was so comfortable there. Like, oh yeah, that sounds like great, great. I'm so excited. And then it was, oh, and by the way, we had this other book. Unleash her. And I'm like, unleash her. Hmm. Y'all have heard me tell this story. You know, it has ended up being the book that I feel like is the most therapeutic for me. And I believe my story has impacted people. I know it has because I've been reached out to by so many people to tell me how impactful the whole book has been. You know, But where does my comfort zone lie? In my chapter in the Becoming Unstoppable Woman in Health and Wellness. That's, that's where my comfort zone is. And so... I can coach you into losing weight like a boss. All I'm going to do is teach you exactly what I did. You're going to drop the weight and you're going to do it fast. Yep. You're going to do it within our disclaimer. Make sure you check that out at the bottom of the show notes. Um, But I'd be doing you a disservice if I don't ensure that you know why you gained the weight to begin with. So you'll recognize your triggers. And then I'm going to give you the skills and the tools to put into place to ensure that you don't do that again. You're going to have them. Do I still binge from time to time? You betcha, sister. You betcha. All Nebraska on you right now. Absolutely. I used to binge at least two to four times a week. I can say I've had less than six over the last 18 months that's progress over perfection and I'll take it all day long and sometimes you know if you go back and listen to the episodes with Jane there's reasons why I still listen to Jane because I still have to make sure I understand my triggers and I have to understand what got me to being overweight to begin with and that's why I do episodes like this so that to make sure that you know why did you gain the weight to begin with to lose the weight, 
Like I said, I can, call, I can coach you like a boss. We're going to figure out why you want to lose weight. And we're going to hold on tight to those why you want to lose weight. And we're going to get you through it and you're going to drop that weight. But if you don't know why you gained the weight to begin with, I am doing you a disservice. So I want you to be able to, to find the right resources to process it. So sister, you are brave enough to face your past. You are brave enough to say no more. And you can definitely lose weight and feel great about yourself. And here's my advice to you. If this episode triggered you in any unhealthy way, find a counselor, start working through it. And in counseling, and I'd say even Christian counseling, is priceless. Um, there are trauma coaches there are relationship coaches, there are, you know, Christian counselors, there are licensed professionals, there's so many places, find a good place. If you listen to this and said, whoa, I just don't like my thighs and I've developed some unhealthy thoughts around it, stay tuned. Yay, next week. Um, Rachel Gilbert's going to be here and she's going to talk all about this amazing new book called Image Restored um, that's going to be released in March and I cannot wait for you to get a copy of it. Um, it is just fantastic. Um, I am very privileged to be a part of her launch team. So I got a advanced copy, um, along with the videos that go along with the book and her private podcast that goes along with the book. So I've been able to dig into that. And so I just cannot wait to share that with you. Now, if you've listened and said, I want to do some more work around this, you know, that not, not, you don't think you need professional help and, but you just want to do a little bit more work. Go to coachkeitha.com and check out the weight loss battle plan course. It's a nine session coaching and accountability and support that we do together. And we walk through the revelation wellness course. This process really helps you drop some things that are weighing you down by seeking God's word and his approval, his approval and what he sees us as, and then following the Holy Spirit to find some freedom in the way that you look at yourself and, and use food. But because of the time commitment, I only take a limited number of people every month for this. Um, so let's get you signed up right now. Um, this is February. I have a couple of spots left for February that you could get started, but I'm always you know, taking on new, new students there, but sometimes we just have to push out the dates a little bit. And if you just want to lose weight with a structured eating program like I did without a day of exercise or with a day of exercise, if you want to exercise, I'm always taking new clients there. So you can email me, text me, set up a free call with me on coachkeitha.com and we will get you started. Um, I think I should pray. Lord, I pray that my sisters see themselves and others through the eyes of you and you alone. May we value and only value the worth that you put out on us on us and how you want us to show up in the world to be your light. Mm, sisters, until next time, I hope you and Enjoyed this episode more than I did. Um, 
that was a little rough. So anyway, till next time. Sister, could you relate? Did you feel that woman inside of you just trying to break free? If so, then we need to be friends. Head on over to the Facebook and send me a friend request. I'll actually accept it. You'll get my daily healthy eating recipes and see all the fun I have living a larger life in my smaller body. And you may even get a laugh or two over me and my 50 plus chickens. I proudly claim the crazy chicken lady title. Plus, you might get some gardening tips on growing your own healthy meals. You'll quickly fall in love with my chocolate lab Brady and one of my many cats. You'll also see that I am a lipstick-loving, coffee-drinking mom, wife, and Jesus freak. Can't wait to see you over on Facebook. And more importantly, I really want to hear your thoughts on the show. I want to see your written reviews. Take 60 seconds and leave me a written review and then screenshot it and go on Instagram and tag me so I can give you a proper thank you for your review. If you're already thinking I might be the coach from you, you can go ahead and schedule a free appointment with me at CoachKeitha.com. And how you spell Keitha is K-E-A-T-H-A, CoachKeitha.com. You can find all my social links in the show notes as well as my website link. Thanks again for listening to my show. I'll see you on the battlefield. Until next time.